I'm just seeing all the waveforms and I'm a little overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because it's four people? Yes. Oh my God. And now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan. Welcome back to Star Wars Therapy, where we talk about Star Wars and life. I'm Alex. I'm Steven. I'm Caleb. And we are joined by Bryce. Hey, Bryce. Yay. I don't, yeah. it. This is I don't deserve this reaction. An audience of three. All for me. People at home are like, oh yeah, Bryce. I I know him. Bryce is a good friend of ours, a listener of the podcast. We appreciate him. He also really likes Star Wars, and me and him have hour-long uh, to two-hour-long conversations about our feelings on Star Wars. So we thought, hey, I'd do that somewhere else. Bryce, you should come on the podcast sometime. Yeah, you know, guys, I'm a, a long-time listener, first-time uh, <laughs> first participant. <laughs> this is our second guest, Caleb. <laughs> Wait, you're not with the Make-A-Wish Foundation? No. We no. may have oh. told Alex some lies to allow a That's fourth fine. person in. Oh, fine. wait, wait. So am I being replaced or something? I've no. been I've been called a cancer are to you, society. No. Are you my replacement? Or we can I, handle this I don't, outside. I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> I quit. I know, <laughs> I know no one can see, you know, I don't need but to Alex is actually getting up. I made the decision for you. So, yes, we are, we are recording with four people, which may, may sound a little bit different, but also we are doing something that is a little different, I think we can say. Yes, Caleb, would you like to intro this, this topic? Because you have, I think, more than anyone I've ever met, have a love for the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. <laughs> more than anyone I've ever met, honestly. The big tragedy of this show is that we could only do one episode reviewing it, because I don't think... That's a good episode. I don't think we would have anything else to say about the, it. And oh, the, absolutely but, not. We and, were struggling in the moment. <laughs> and I've thought about, like, do we do a commentary at some point? And I was like, no. no. I've <laughs> never seen it. Oh, we Bryce, need to do that. We, we oh, may have right, we a go. screening Another set one. up for you this year. I purposefully um, didn't watch it because I heard y'all's episode about it. And you're like, oh, we need more people who haven't seen it to see it with us. So. Yes, we'll work it <laughs> well, out. Well, I won't watch it then. The beauty is because we are in the holiday season. We, as we record this, are mid-November, so like we are, we are heading into it. But when this comes out, it's the holiday season. Perfect time to talk about the holiday special. But we're doing a twist on it this year. My girlfriend got for me last year the Star Wars holiday uh, or the Star Wars Life Day cookbook. They do not say holiday special anywhere on this, but they do say they do reference it, and it is a Life Day cookbook. Now, question. Is it because that those words are never in there or because each one of them are smashed out because George Lucas found every copy of that book with his giant hammer <laughs> and smashed out the words holiday special? Only the words, I'm not sure. the books themselves. He made, that when he yeah, came exactly. across George's desk, he was like, mm, life day, I better read this. <laughs> Wait a minute. I smell treachery. <laughs> Deceit her in these pages. Lies and deceptions. Lies of the Jedi Order. <laughs> the ravages of the Jedi Order. Sorry, that's one of my favorite bits we've ever no, done. No, get out Jordan of here, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. <laughs> the socialism. <laughs> socialism. So I have made three of the recipes from this, and we're going to have a three-part uh, a meal together. And we're starting off with Roshir Sap Cider. By now, you're well aware that the Warshare tree deep, has deep significance to Life Day. But you may not realize that the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk has over a thousand different variations of Warshire fe- fillings in its forest. Warshire fillings? So this is, you know, the big tree they go to at the end of the Star Wars holiday special? Yeah. I went no. there. Okay, there's a big tree at the end of the Star Wars Holiday Life Special. I haven't seen it. At the end of the holiday special, there's a big tree that they all teleport to, even though the big conflict is that like they can't teleport around the galaxy in the rest of the movie. Anyway, so I went to that tree and I got some sap from it and I made us some cider. So we're going to start out our conversation by drinking cider. We'll have a short like little 
review of it will give it four out of five Wookiees or <laughs> you're telling us what we're going to give it. <laughs> we got to rate it out of five. Listen, guys, I need an 80% on this minimum <laughs> to feel good as a person. All um, right, everyone. So uh, here's our cider. I may may add some good good to the sci-sci. You're good at giving toasts. Why don't you give us a toast? All right. Uh, to all of my friends, we celebrate a day of peace. Uh, we celebrate Carrie, Carrie Fisher. We celebrate Snuggies, and we celebrate the warmth of my friend Bryce and his thigh that is closer to mine during this recording. Cheers, my friend. Here, get that up to the mic. Get that up to the mic. There we go. That was horrible. Mmm. Thank you for making that noise. I give it four out of five stars. Four out of five Star Wars? Four out of five Star Wars. Okay. Or whatever you ask. This is fantastic. It actually is really good. This is really good. I'm going to bump it up to five. So I I give it three Wilhelms and a Howie. Fantastic. Can we hear all of those? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're welcome, America. So, what this basically is, because I love making cider, like, I, I really enjoy it. And so I was excited that they had a cider recipe. The first ingredient on here is six cups of cider. So that was pretty disappointing. So basically this <laughs> you is... You don't say. This is basically double cider. <laughs> I went out and I bought cider and then I just put all the ingredients that are normally in cider inside it. Bro, you so, made double shot Snyder? This is double cider. cider. <laughs> I love Snyder. <laughs> Bryce, what was your... What, what's your uh, relationship to Star Wars like? Um, Complicated? Uh, the way I would describe the beginnings of my journey into Star Wars would be the back of my uh, parents' accord as a young child because uh, I received all six uh, Star Wars movies on bootleg uh, as a child. Oh, yes. Because uh, my mom had that one cousin that, you know, bootlegs DVDs. And, um, and you were trying to get them across the border. That's why you were in the back seat of the yes. car, trying to keep <laughs> them under wraps. Star Wars to Mexico. <laughs> yes. No, no, we had one of those. They don't bro- have Star Wars in Mexico. <laughs> but uh, my brother and I had one of those like back of the headrest DVD players. Oh and yeah. I just watched them over and over and over and over again, and uh, now I can quote the six original movies. Nice. You know what? That really is the difference between someone who's a fan of Star Wars and someone who's like, oh, yeah, I like Star Wars. It's like, no, do quotes from the movie play in your head at multiple points during the day, unprompted. Like, yes. And does does your wife yell at you whenever uh, she's trying to watch a movie and you're like, you were the chosen one? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime someone goes up steps, you go, high ground, <laughs> high ground. Um. How is how's it evolved? Because I, I get the feeling based off of every other conversation we've had about Star Wars, you have mixed feelings about the uh, how the franchise has developed. Lately. I was told we weren't going to talk about Disney. <laughs> uh, no, no, listen, Bryce, would... this is the people versus Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> she knocks uh, on the door and walks like... in. <laughs> Go ahead, Bryce. Oh, <laughs> how do you feel uh, about me? <laughs> I mean... There's some Disney stuff that I love. I'm not going to... I just rewatched the sequels um, very recently. And there are so many moments in the sequels that just, like, get my... You know, make the skin crawl, like... Not in a bad way, but in, like, a... That's a really good Star Wars moment. In The Force Awakens, for example, whenever uh, Rey and Finn are running through the junkyard at the beginning, and she's like, that ship's garbage! And then she's like, the garbage will do! And that little music cue, and it's the Falcon. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's yeah, the Falcon! Yeah. Like, And then I watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest and of And it's it. all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I there's moments that. like that in... The Last Jedi, there are way less in The Rise of Skywalker. But. I would argue to name two. Uh, yeah. One, maybe. Two, pushing it. But Rogue One is in my like top three Star Wars movies. You know, I like, rewatched okay. that the other night, and uh, I would actually tend to agree. Like, I, I would, I would put that. it, I'd probably put, you know, Revenge of the Sith, Empire, and then Rogue One 
like and then followed by Star Wars, but Okay. You know, That's like, a fair list, I think. Like Disney makes a lot of bad Star Wars, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like they they make they have their moments, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. the same with like the Clone Wars whenever Lucas was involved. It had some really good moments. It had a lot of really bad moments. Yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> you know, Star Wars yeah, I, I constantly make the Star Wars is like pizza analogy. You know, I, I can eat pizza. It can be good pizza. It can be bad pizza. I'm still going to eat it. So. <laughs> Man, I think that's the best analogy I've ever heard regarding Star Wars. Because I feel the same way. Where even if it hurts now, you're like, yeah, I'm just numb to it. It's fine. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> when I'm, it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, eh, it's still pretty good. Yeah. You have to really screw up pizza. You, you have to really screw up and pizza. And they have done it. <laughs> like, will I watch Boba Fett again? Good. No. But... Have you kept up with, like, all the Disney I'm caught Plus up stuff? on okay. everything. I, uh, Except for Visions. I haven't watched. And I same, haven't watched Bad Batch. Season two. Oh, you haven't watched Bad Batch? I watched the first, like, six episodes. And then I kind of fell off. But I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Oh, so not, I'm not not going to watch it, you know? Like, I'll get there. Get the one show I haven't caught up on, and I actually just re- restarted kind of where I was at because I've, I've watched the first three episodes of Andor like a million times. At the this worst point. three, yeah, because like, every single time yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get started for the show, and now this time I'm like, I'm just gonna start at four. Just start, yeah, just yeah. Start at four. And so like, I'm, but I'm loving it so far, and I'm trying to get into it. Have you finished Andor? Oh yes. yeah, I watched it as it was uh, airing. Oh okay. Thoughts? It was good. All right. It was different. <laughs> I liked it. It was, a, it was a nice take. Welcome to our Andor episode. <laughs> um, I couldn't like pull plot points to tell you exactly what happened out of it, if that tells you anything. Uh, see, I... that's the thing for me, though. That's that's maybe the only thing besides Last Jedi that Disney Star Wars, that's been in the Disney Star Wars era, that I go back and think about things. Like, I watch the prison sequence. Oh, the one way out. Yeah, I yeah. watched that. That At was least once a month. Like that's such yeah. a good scene. It's nice to know that I'm not the only one that will go on Disney Plus and watch scenes. Yeah, <laughs> dude. For me, that's what I do with the Kenobi show because I'm like, all right, let me skip forward. Ooh, the him and Anakin fight. Cool. Like you know, watching that part, I'm like, oh, amazing. And then I just kind of skip. I found a movie edit middle. that I really like of Kenobi that. Oh, the like two and a half hour edit? Yeah. It's uh, I mean you to watch that. I went ahead and like downloaded it on my phone in case Lucasfilm decided to get a little copyright happy. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually something they talked about in the um People versus George Lucas doc that we watched. Yeah, actually I was gonna fan, bring that up. Yeah, fan re edits have been like a pretty consistent thing. Oh, the prequel like one move four hour movie edit was like really good yeah, i can't find yeah. it anymore but like yeah well and that's the thing it's like lucas used to i think he had a competition or something for a fan edit one time but it's Someone like to show me how to edit you can't get that with the corporation <laughs> like, my wife left me show me how to edit one person, <laughs> please just pull up just pull up adobe premiere just for three minutes <laughs> yeah it's, it's really it's really wild that like it went from like such this Hardline thing where it's like he was fully embracing it and then it goes to a corporation now. It's like, enjoy mm. this while you can before it disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The that's... white slavers. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen that one edit where it's like if George Lucas uh, directed Singing in the Rain and it's the dude going through the alleys with like the <laughs> with the umbrella and it's just blasters are bouncing off of it going everywhere. <laughs> going, pew, 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 but it's going. Da, 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 da. Like, it's I think my favorite Star Wars edit is still the Kermit as Palpatine because oh, that halfway, great. halfway through it cuts like the green screen and it just shows the dude throwing the Kermit <laughs> puppet across the room. They didn't know how to make him like spin attacks. It was just, <laughs> yeah. My favorite one is um, it's it's straight up a meme but it's like don't continue to watch porn of the Jedi Council. Of? <laughs> of? Um, um. <laughs> Look, I'm cool with any other member, but if they're on this council, I do not want to see any Coyote Mooney X Plo Koon fan fictions. You are on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of porn star. (laughs) This is outrageous. So, a side tangent. I recently got Letterboxd Pro because it was like 20 bucks for a year. (laughs) I think it's a lifetime because I haven't had to do it again. I, I hope it is. $20 for life would be pretty great. But it gives you those stats. Would y'all like to guess, and it is a Star Wars actor, who my most watched actor is of all time? Jimmy Schmitz. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm going to guess Ewan McGregor. 
Yeah, my mind goes to like either Mark Hamill or uh, Harrison Ford, but I feel like I feel like that's not it. Well, I'll just say it is also to to get to this point is someone who I've had to watch in a lot of movies that weren't Star Wars, but all the Star Wars movies no, they were in. It's Christopher Lee, is it not? No, it is. Uh, it's Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, that makes oh, sense. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Probably I'm more so much so that, that, I, that I forget that. he's in Star Wars. because yeah. he's not acting like Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. dude. And Caleb, you made you made the joke, but it's like, what if he did bring what he brought to like Nick Fury, <laughs> to like to like Mace Windu, or, just like that like, whole like, then put it on the left, like, <laughs> or just like Jules from Pulp Fiction, like yeah. literally any other character he played. I don't trust him, yeah. <laughs> Bryce. What do you think? Who's like your favorite character in Star Wars? Ahsoka Tano. Okay. My man. <laughs> nice. My man. Should I had you on for that episode? You could have done all the heavy lifting that I wasn't doing. <laughs> now Caleb I'm fine goes, with yeah, she's replacing cool. me. That works. <laughs> remains balanced. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I there could, is balance. There is I the could like fit in and be like, no, Luke is the best Star Wars character objectively. Like, But I mean, I just... I'm going to Tashi Station to pick up some powers. Like he's it's so whiny. I mean, yeah, Ahsoka was a very rocky start, but like the development, there's not a character in Star Wars that had development like Ahsoka did. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, you, you mean a character that's developed? That's weird. So no, no. <laughs> I'm curious. I have not. I, even though I said I would watch Ahsoka when it all came out. I have not watched Ahsoka. Um, this is shocking. Season two of the gay pirate shows out. I have to watch that. Before oh yeah. Our flag else. means death. Yes. I, yeah. I have to watch that before anything. I else. understand. But, is, um, isn't Taika Waititi involved in that show? Yeah. He plays Blackbeard. Okay. He's, uh, he's great. <laughs> Don't worry. He's acting. He's not directing. Thank right? God. <laughs> so we're fine. Are side tangent again. Are y'all excited or interested at least in last or next goal wins his new movie? Not really. I've heard it was terrible. So I'm wait. What is this? It's Michael Fassbender. Yeah. It's a soccer movie about like the worst team or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like oh. American Samoa or something like that. And I mean, I think I, I might see it. I don't know. I just mm. don't care about Taika Waititi's visions anymore. Ever since like I don't know, he really has only made a truly one terrible movie so far. Yeah, I was but about man, to say. it was so bad that it makes me go. I really hope your next thing is good. And hearing that this movie isn't good makes me go okay so now you're just on your high horse and that's kind of there's been rumors that his star wars movie's been canceled um but i don't know i mean yeah you can't there's always rumors any star wars are, movie yeah. is actually he, happening he gave the whole i'm watching it like, <laughs> at, the, at a con recently he's like it's being written but how long has he been writing it now like four him, years him or? and dan Harmon are the same when it comes to writing where it's just like i'm gonna take forever and then when i give it which, to you i give it to you which, which sucks because he's but... an oscar-winning actor yeah like or not actor director. writer director, director yeah, writer yeah. writer whatever he, oh yeah he, he hasn't won an oscar for directing well he won yeah it was for jojo it. right and it was like a uh, best adaptation yeah, or something jojo rabbit was like best it was like the one that it didn't deserve that it i i thought it did jojo i love jojo rabbit yeah yeah no it's more of that like the the movie best like, adapted screen the movie what, is a relatively loose adaptation of the actual oh yeah book. very well, very see, like loose. it's not like that's yeah. why i think it's better because i think like i haven't read the book but i always respect something that takes the original and just like completely reworks it yeah i'm more so just meant like it was nominated what for like nine different things or something yes it had a lot and that's like the, the one it won was like the one that I think at least deserved, <laughs> but he also. Won, but I get you though. Yeah, he also won best narrative short film one year, and he's I like, know that. he made the joke with all the other people who are nominated. It's like let's all pretend to be asleep when they they're announcing us, and he was the only one who did it, and so he like got in some trouble about it. Of course, and this did. was of course before anyone knew who he was. He was just like the weirdo <laughs> from New Zealand. <laughs> this cider, I've finally added the good good to it. Oh um, yeah. It tastes pretty close to the same, but like with a little bit of spice. Yeah, it's got yeah. that little bit of rice spice with a little bit more sweetness. Mm, the good, good to the great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode just went from good, good to great, great. This episode is sponsored by Blanton's Bourbon. <laughs> this episode is sponsored Actually, by John legally Blanton's it is Bourbon. not. <laughs> if you want to reach out, um, <laughs> Buffalo can, Trace. If you're listening, we can influence on average 55 listeners per episode. <laughs> Wait, 52. I just unsubscribed. 
And all oh. two of my burner accounts. <laughs> Fifty one. There's the other one. I have to get. I have to get the, your uh, burner Spotify accounts. Yeah, I have to get those other forty down. So Stephen Weeben one, Stephen Weeben two, two, Stephen Weeben, Stephen Weeben, but Weeben, but spelled Banana, exactly how it sounds. Spell. Thank you. Um, <laughs> now you teased us beforehand while we were cooking in the lab, giving us a little bit of sizzle. You have some thoughts on our last episode, and Alex, you also weren't on that episode, so I'm I was curious. Not. I'm curious about anything you have to add to the conversation too. Uh, but we'll we'll start with Bryce. Yeah, start with Bryce. Uh, I mean, I can't remember I'm why. To get but the only specific I can remember was uh, mainly because I felt this way whenever <laughs> Steven said it, and he oh, said no. like, if you watch. Or if you look at the casting announcement of the Ghostbusters movie that Paul Feig did, and you automatically decide you don't like it, you're a bad person. And I'm like, but you got to think about Hollywood, Steve. <laughs> to be clear, my my thing was is if you don't like that movie just because there are women, that is a problem. Yes. If you, yeah, but that's a different I, statement, though. That was if totally you don't like different the, than what you that, said. If you look okay. at the actresses and you go, oh, I don't like any of those actresses, that's <laughs> I'm not, probably not going to like this movie. I probably could have phrased thing. it better. My, <laughs> no. my real explanation was, if you look at them and just say, oh, because they're women, it's going to be bad. In, that's bad. I that's like, what I meant. Yes. I feel like in well, the context. I think, well, I mean, even with that statement, I'm going to get a little... Uh, edgy here oh here we go even with that statement (laughs) oh they've decided to make ghostbusters all women like it's almost like hollywood purposefully makes bad movies out of like diverse casts to stoke hatred online i've i've seen some really good movies with like diverse casts like black panther awesome movie like i really want there to be like awesome different stories in Hollywood, but it just almost seems like whenever you go blockbuster with it, it's almost like it's almost like they're the ones that are being super discriminatory by giving or hiring such bad writers and like it's it's a it. thing where it's, it's like, like they're not putting it in the best position to succeed. Yeah, like they're would... it's like they're doing it to get a rise out of people. So do you feel like it's like tokenization rather yeah. than like it, that's a good point. Yeah. Like yeah. That's so I think I think we're we're pushed back because I think in general we both agree that it's like it's lame when and it might be for different reasons why we think it's lame, but it's like when they try to have like they try to win over points from people or enrage other people. I think that more comes down to the way things are marketed than how they're created. Because I think I can agree with that. I think where I'm gonna push back is like Hollywood itself, like there are so many problems with how blockbusters are made and like all the different problems that you run into with like a Ghostbusters, which I've never seen. I know a lot of people who think it's better than the first one though. Uh, uh, those people don't like the first one, is the thing. Okay. Um <laughs> To wrap up my point, I feel like once you get down to the individuals who are making the movie, those people are never trying to make a bad movie or trying to make a movie that's like gonna is just there to like enrage stuff. And I think that's where I was trying to go to in the last episode, too. It's like I think you have to take in a wider consideration of things than just like this is the one way it was created, because even like with Star Wars, we talk about George Lucas a lot. He was the dominant voice, but he was one of many. And we talk about like how some things in the originals work better in the prequels. A lot of times that's because people were pushing back. Like Mark Campbell was talking, like convinced him not to include all the stupid dialogue and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think people can identify with... uh, I I know that I say this as a white man, but like, like I I identify (laughs) with plenty of characters that are like different than I like, but I identify with, uh, Ahsoka a lot just like from a standpoint of uh, where I've been religiously and like groups that I've been a part of that I've had to you know separate myself from like but like you know I'm also not a woman so like I don't look at it from a woman's perspective oh yeah you know I put it all through my own experiences you know I guess I don't have the problem of not feeling represented on screen yeah but like I don't know. I feel like they're trying too hard with the tokenism. I think, well, and the other thing I think you get with this is that it's like, who's actually telling these stories? We talk about this a lot on Well, yeah, Paul Feig was directing right. yeah. the <laughs> Ghostbusters movie. And, and particularly with that movie, like, it's kind of, I don't know, when you're adapting a property and you're doing an update to a property, it's like, maybe understand some of the original spirit 
of the original. Like, if you carry that into it, I think understanding that and at least respecting it in some way is kind of important. It makes me think of The Last Jedi in ways. It's almost like Ryan Johnson, like... Oh, here felt, we go. Felt the need. Here we go, Caleb's tensing up. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you, on the are you a Last Jedi apologist? or? Um, I don't think apologist. I have to apologize for anything. I mean defender is no, what I'm No, I get I that because apolo- apologist comes from apologism, which is its own thing. It's different root in Latin. I understand the etymology of the word. Um, I, was just I love the way Caleb um, can do this. Are, are, you fan, like... are you a fan of The Last Jedi? It's my second... It's my second favorite Star Wars. Okay, movie. it has my favorite. I, it has my I, favorite I scene get in it. Star Wars. Too. I get it. It's a good movie. I will. I will go on record saying I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a good Star Wars movie, but go. I think it's a good movie. So, man. Okay, let's. I have to practice for next year when we're doing this. So, how about should we should we go for our next edition? Yeah, let's go for yeah. our next edition. Yeah. Then we can I, think, I think we need to breather the Star Wars conversation. <laughs> So, Caleb, round two of our dishes. Yes, what do we it, have this time, my friend? This is Milliflower Toast. The blurb says, as a chef, it ain't just my job to make food taste good. If I want my customers to pop something into their mouth holes, I got to make it look and smell good, too. So, this is toast. On it is uh, lemon zested ricotta cheese, strawberries, cherry tomatoes, balsamic vinegar, and honey. It's a lot. I okay. Am, that is a complex gal. I am complex, complex. It's a complex gal. <laughs> that is a complex a, gal. That is a flexible gal. And <laughs> I left she off. Got shitty learning. I left boy, off the thick. I left off the edible flowers because I was like, where am I going to get marigolds in the middle of November? But it's supposed to be served with edible flowers. That is the most Caleb thing. You may have ever said on this you podcast. Got some gin, Where am I supposed floral. to get marigolds in November? <laughs> <laughs> I did actually have I did actually have marigolds growing in my flower beds, but then you know they all died. Well, there was a bite with a strawberry. No, let's get one with the tomato. <laughs> so the vinegar and the lemon are doing nothing for this. Like I do not taste those at all. That's good because when you said vinegar, I was like, I got oh, some God. ricotta on my but... pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I get a little bit of the, the bitterness from the, the vinegar. When I was a kid and I did bad things, my mom uh, made me drink like a spoonful of vinegar to punish me. I've hated vinegar ever since. <laughs> so when you said that, I was like, oh no, the war flashbacks. <laughs> the cigarette raised to your mouth for one whole minute. I unlock the childhood trauma. <laughs> so I don't. I don't hate it, but uh, my wonderful girlfriend, Sarah, came in here uh, a little bit ago and had a taste, and I-, I will quote her. She said, it's weird. It's not bad. I don't hate it, but I don't know how much I'll eat. It was something along those lines, yeah. but that's how I feel. I think <laughs> well, I was talking because she was hanging out with me while I was finishing this up, and I, I think what we both agreed on was we'd probably leave off like one or two of the ingredients. Uh, the tomatoes and the vinegar, I would say yes. Um, yeah. Everything else, pretty good. I think, yeah. The I, strawberry and ricotta works surprisingly well. Oh, yeah. Strawberries and ricotta cheese are great. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, I really like it. Oh, awesome. How, yeah. many, how many Wookiees would you give it? I'd give it four out of five Wookiees. Hey. I think it's really good. <laughs> like, I, I don't have any complaints. And I'm a picky eater. Like, I don't normally eat strawberries or tomatoes, like, in general. You know, we'll go back to pizza. I'm, I'm a pizza guy. This is really good. It's complex. It's uh, it's different. It's uh, not, not your typical thing. But, like, with the bread, it really, like, grounds it. I think it's solid. Right on. Like, what you all don't know is that when I sit Bryce up in his high chair every night to feed him he just pushes away all of his strawberries and tomatoes and vinegar that I always put on his seat. And he goes, I don't want it. And then I have to look at him. It's and go, different when Here. daddy Caleb feeds me. <laughs> well, just because he makes the TIE fighter noises going, here comes the spaceship. Yeah! I thought you were banned for making that noise on this podcast. Oh, yeah, I think Caleb invited him to do it. So yeah, I, yeah. I, opened, a, I opened a real door. I'm going to have to start that fight all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's also harder when we're at his house. <laughs> That's right. When you step into my domicile, all noises are permitted. <laughs> so, Last Jedi, 
Let's go around the room and right. just refresh oh everyone Wait, on where are we're we... at. <laughs> are you good with this conversation? Or do you want to go, go somewhere else? Okay. Right. Go. I need to practice for next year. Oh my... Really? Do you need Listen. to? We'll, we'll have the hard conversations Listen. with the guests. I might just continue being neutral as Switzerland over here. <laughs> I Alex, <don't> know. <laughs> I will likely take the same position, my friend. And the reason why is because we need Caleb... Caleb doesn't usually come in very hot about a whole lot. No, but he doesn't. But when it comes to The Last Jedi, we need him to simmer down a bit, probably until, what, like July? July is probably when we're going to do that, somewhere around there. So yeah. this is a good burn-off point to go into the new year, establish some good, you know, mental health. And yeah, go ahead, buddy. Well, let's, let's do this. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about this because, like, The Last Jedi, uh, the discourse around that was what made me take, like, a few steps back from Star Wars as a fan until we started, like, hanging out and, like, doing the podcast. I feel like me and Bryce have enough goodwill in between us and understand nuance enough where we can actually oh, have yeah. this conversation. And two referees. <laughs> <laughs> My opening statement in this debate. No, um... <laughs> I'm not a referee. I'm going to be crying in the corner because <laughs> my friends are fighting. What are, I guess, I guess for you, what are like the sticking points for you with how Ryan Johnson decided to tell that story? Well, my free space on the bingo card is Canto Bite. <laughs> that is a free yeah, space. That's yes. fair. <laughs> Will not defend. It's a bad segment. <laughs> Can we have one more free space for if you don't like Benicio del Toro's character? <laughs> I, th- or is I think that included we could, in the canon. I think it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, mostly because like that whole thing just the sense behind it was like we have you as a prisoner on our ship. Now we're going to pay you because you turned them in even though we caught you with them. Yeah. Well, well he gave them the information about them fleeing from the cruiser never mind. He actually did give them valuable information. It's not well presented. We need though. a way to tell the first order that they're all jumping ship but you know it's fine no it, i think it's a good movie but <laughs> i i saw it three times in theaters the first time i saw it that was the first movie i ever went to the theaters and thought wow i'm extremely disappointed hmm. what like the first because movie yeah, well, I've my love of cinema a long time buddy <laughs> my love of cinema <laughs> my love of cinema is pretty young I'm not going to lie. Like, main movies I watched as a kid were Star Wars. So, like, I hardly saw any movies as a kid because that's just not the type of house I grew up in. Yeah, we so, we went to the theater maybe once a year growing up. Like, it I, was not a common thing for us. Yeah, I've never went to... I think the only movie my parents w- took me to go see was, like, the High School Musical 3 whenever it came out. Because, oh, well, like, I mean, if you're going to see a movie. Like, <laughs> I mean, the love of cinema can start anywhere. I mean, Scorsese I mean you're not wrong, aside, but that's okay? not where my love of cinema started. <laughs> but no, um, my love of cinema actually started with The Force Awakens because that was the first movie I ever went to see twice in a movie theater. And that's when Movie Pass became a thing, and I was like, "Oh, I love the movies! Like, I'll just go to Movie Pass." Yeah, and and then I pass. started listening to podcasts about movies, like whenever Collider did Movie Talk and Jedi Council and those types of shows. And good old John Campia. Oh, we've yeah. uh, we've talked about this as well. That's kind of we have a similar kind of upbringing in that way because mm-hmm. mine was around 2014, and I'm a little bit older than you, so that kind of makes sense. Mine was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, I love that movie. I didn't know idea what it was whenever it came out like i didn't even know marvel was a universe at that point that's kind of crazy yeah i mean i like i saw avengers but only after did i watch thor fair but yeah i didn't see thor for it was really easy to miss those phase one movies oh yeah well it was new like no one knew what it was going to become but getting back to the last jedi i got movie pass and then i'd you know, just started going to the movies over and over and over again, started listening to podcasts, started getting into movie trivia, which really like bolstered me watching as much things as I could. Yeah. And then The Last Jedi comes out. It's the first movie I go to the theaters and I'm disappointed by. And it was because of everything set up in The Force Awakens. Now when I go back and watch The Force Awakens, I get so disappointed because I saw the possibilities of what the sequel trilogy could become. I saw what Star Wars is known for, the lore. Like, I saw the plan of the prequels, which was probably derailed. Like, we don't know. We didn't have social media back when the prequels were coming out. I was under 10 years old whenever that was coming (laughs) out but like um you could see like a plot line you had a destination whenever the phantom menace started and 
where I was hoping, which I, I try not to let speculation become expectation, but like where the types of stories I was hoping we could have were, I almost felt like were ruined because of the last Jedi, because like I looked at it as like how I look at Disney plus shows. Now we've gotten a solid start. We've gotten to the middle and now we're like, where do we go from here? Yeah. Like, how are we going to wrap this up in one movie? And yeah, and obviously the rise of Skywalker ended up being what it was being. So I feel like I associate the last Jedi with where the sequel trilogy just went off the rails, went not a direction I normally see Star Wars going, which I don't deserve Disney to make me Star Wars how I want it. Like I'm, I'm one. Yeah. I'm one consumer. But you're a Star but you Wars want it, fan. Like you, like, want it that way for a reason. Yeah. As soon as he grabs the light, the obvious points. You know, mm-hmm. when he grabs the lightsaber and throws it behind his back. Luke's character in general in that movie, just like not how I imagined Luke being at that point in time. And yeah. You know, my gripes are the standard gripes that people have with it. Kind of bouncing off of one thing you said when you were talking about the sequel trilogy as a whole, it's kind of like when you compare when you compare it to the plot of the prequels. If you were to just, oh, you can't. <laughs> yeah, well, this point is like if you were to do a bullet point list of everything that happens in the prequels, and you didn't list anything about how it would be presented, characters, the acting, like the the details of it. If you were to just say plot wise, this is what happens. All of it makes sense. But if you were to do me that with the sequel trilogy and then it ends with Palpatine comes back and then I, I don't see a bullet point before that with Palpatine's name on it. Yeah, I got a problem. So like, I understand. Hey, Palpatine, why are you back? Because. They're explaining it in series that will come out 10 years from now. Have you ever read <laughs> books? <laughs> <laughs> There's the new um, thing. I have all the books. comics right here. <laughs> Who's Thrawn? Have you ever read books? <laughs> I, I think it's something, I think it is a hard reality that I have to accept where all the problems, not all the problems, the problems with like continuing on a story that we see in Rise of Skywalker were kind of seeded in Last Jedi because I could definitely see that Ryan Johnson was taking certain seeds and completely ignoring other ones. For me, I think the payoff is worth it, though. I don't think Luke coming back as a Paragon hero like what we see in like Mandalorian Season 2 or um, I'm guessing Book of Boba Fett. I didn't watch it. I yeah, it was know. Book of Boba Fett. Um, anyway, I don't think that would have made for a very interesting story. So I like that he's like I think you're right. jaded and cynical and and then just deconstructing the idea of these people being like paragons and heroes and like really humanizing them. That means more to me than if they had gone the other way. But yeah, that's just like a personal preference yeah. with things. And see like if the original episode 9 that we were supposed to get had come out, I wouldn't feel the way I do about the last Jedi because that script Oh, the duel that of leaked. Collider associated friend Robert Meyer Burnett leaked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That script was amazing. You're talking about and Duel of the Face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that was great. Like, if they would have just let Colin Trevorrow make the movie, like, yeah, we could have gotten, we would have had to have had another actress play Leia, which is something I don't think Lucasfilm wanted, obviously, but I would have been okay with it. I mean, like, we talked about that a little bit, where it's like, there's this, like, sacredness with Star Wars in some ways, and Alex, you and I actually talked about But there's not. It too, where it's just like... Like, Alden Ehrenreich has an entire movie. Right. <laughs> like, and that's, that's but, So there's kinda... not that sacredness. I don't understand why they wouldn't recast. Yeah, like, we talked about it where it's like, you know, and, and Alex, I think you agree on this, where it's like, if they're gonna do something with, like, a younger Luke or a younger Larry, just get an actor. Yeah, yeah, just recast them. Like seriously, it's it's fine. People, even if people hate the recasts and like the moment, they'll get over it within a couple of years and they'll see for what it is. No, like exactly. look at, but the, look at the CGI a... is just gonna look worse. Oh. Well, I mean, do it <laughs> exactly. like do it like they did in Iron Man Two when Don Cheadle shows up. He's like, yeah, it's me. Deal with it. (laughs) 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 And everyone loves Don Cheadle as Rhodey now. No one even thinks about the other guy. (laughs) He looks at everyone and he's just like, hey man, yeah, how you doing? He just looks directly at the camera and goes, shut up. And he just moves on. It's Cheadle time. (laughs) It's Cheadle time. The audience goes crazy. Yeah! Just everyone in that courtroom while uh, Tony Stark is being interrogated, they all just stand up and start screaming. It's an unwinnable situation when you have an actor die in something, and obviously a huge like personal tragedy for everyone involved, like 
Carrie Fisher's daughter was involved with the with the sequels and all that stuff. But I think it is much more disrespectful to create like a lifeless CG husk based off of yes. your likeness than in full yeah. agree. Yes. Like, oh man, it's so weird. Because it's now to the point where every time CG Luke shows up in something, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's right. Ra- oh. You know, it's, it's like the Grand Moff Tarkin thing where it's like for every shot that it looks good, there's like two shots where I'm like, oh, that's not real. Like, it's just it's like getting better. fell down the I'll uncanny valley. It is steadily yeah. getting better. It's slowly getting they better. They still should not do it. But I, yeah. <laughs> I think I think a certain, like there is like a weird like testing ground phase we have to go through with it where it's like eventually this will be great. And uh, well, I don't know. Make, the actor's strike was just resolved and a lot of it had to do with this type of stuff. Well, yeah, because my thing is never they should just scan the actor and the actor shouldn't be involved. But I'm thinking of like the beginning of Dial of Destiny or the Irishman where the actors are consenting to it and it's like it can That's be true. laid out in the contract. That's how I would want to see it implemented. But even then at a certain point, it's like, is it really worth it just to get like Harrison Ford's voice for like that one scene and then an old man body with a young man head running on a train? Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a matter of, it's just a matter too of like, you know, one thing that Lucas said when he was talking about doing, um, doing the special editions was he was like, I'm trying to update this for a modern audience. What's actually weird about that is by doing that, you have now dated the movies more than anything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my whole thing is like, you know, would it be possible for us to do that again? clean them up a little bit, get the effects to look okay, and then, oh, hey, CG Luke just kind of looks a little better now. They did that. They added McClunky. Oh. You know what? Yeah, McClunky. I don't need to ask anything else. Uh, McClunky. McClunky. Are y'all ready for the main course? Oh, yes. Yes. Is it a surprise? (laughs) Oh, it certainly is a surprise. (laughs) The rump of a bantha. So, as you know, in the Star Wars Holiday Special, the best part is when you learn how to stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 beat, stir. Are we going to get to do that? Uh, No, but I did plenty of that yesterday while I was making this Bantha surprise. And this is Bantha meat. Once again, much like the cider, I went to uh, its place of origin. I went to Tatooine. You would know that they're not originally from Tatooine. They're from... Bantham. They're from Bantham. They're from they're from Bantham. The big Bantham. So are the Bothams. Um, <laughs> many many ba- of the, many of them died to get us this stew. <laughs> so <laughs> balls died. That, so, that just made my ha- head cannon go wild, and it just made me think that everyone <laughs> named Dan is from Dantooine. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all Dan's. They're come just from. all Dan's. We've got Dan, Dan Prime, Dan Dan Three Tooine, Dan Preteen. This is very hot, so we might need to chat yeah, while say, it cools let's, down. Let's chat for a minute. I, I, it I, feels hot in my lap. It is for the listeners at home. It is just beef stew, like <laughs> which feels underwhelming for what Bantha Surprise actually is. You lied to us. Let's see. So what do we got here? We got no. Uh, we got titers. Potatoes. It looks like carrots, beef, some celery, onions, a Bantha celery. That's yeah. That was it. and Bantha. Yeah, it's Bantha. That's what I thought. Some onions and some. You think you can hide from some me? Broth. I actually had this for dinner last night. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm ignoring Steven at this point. <laughs> I've just been whispering threats. Wait, have you really? I, I've been looking him in the eye going, do you think you can hide from me? <laughs> <laughs> He's just been like, oh yeah, it's a bathroom. If you're cool going off of Star Wars for a second before yeah. we review, I do have a question. Um, end of the year is coming up. What, uh, what's been good for you in the world of film? You know, honestly, I have to check my letterbox. <laughs> you know, honestly, the the first one I think of, and it's weird because I actually started off this year talking about this movie when you were talking about things we were looking forward to. That is Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. Across the Spider Verse, quite literally, is my favorite movie of the year. I I expected to like it. I didn't expect to love it as much as I did because, like, Spider Man's always been a very personal character for me. I think for a lot of people, but I definitely think that that movie is great because the biggest thing about Spider-Man is that any kid should be able to empathize 
and you know with spider-man as a character regardless of what they look like or anything and so seeing so many different spider-man together you're like oh man that's awesome and it was cool too being in the theater with you guys and like seeing a little girl dressed up as spider-gwen and a little kid dressed up as miles and stuff because like that's what i did you know seeing the first one diversity and- in film done right exactly <laughs> exactly i i mentioned this whenever i guest on a the uh, hot trash unlimited i think miles morales is a better character than peter, peter parker. parker yeah i think i, I get that i think it's just different but i understand that you can definitely have a preference that makes sense i uh yeah for oh me, it's not my preference i like no, peter parker oh it's more. objective it's <laughs> objective I, I think that miles morales is a better character see i i've never really globbed onto peter that much i like spider-man mainly the movies and like i can acknowledge that there are good books but Miles, I'm able to kind of glob onto a little bit more easily. Now, my spider person is Gwen. I love Gwen so much. Yeah. Um, but that that more comes from the original run because I I think they've I think butchered I'll... that character since in comics. But the original Spider Gwen is fantastic. Jason Latour knew what he was doing. Yeah, and the, I love that the movie mines into that and pretty much follows the comic. Mm-hmm. Like that's her universe. It's not like. You know, Gwen Stacy from 616 just got kind of retroactively fitted into it. It's great. I think a big part of why we're so hesitant to, uh, like, say, like, a, uh, like we prefer, or like someone might prefer Miles over Peter is just simply the fact that we've been with Peter more. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have way more of him just in, like, movies and comics and games and stuff. I think just, you know... Miles has been around for about a decade, and I think just, you know, give him a few more. I think there's a very real chance that he could become just the favorite, especially with the success of the Spider-Verse. Insomniac games, yeah. Well, yeah, and Insomniac. Well, He's was, killing it in yeah, Insomniac, too. I was just thinking, like, you know... I, I played the new one, but the Miles Morales game was fantastic. And yeah. I like that both of them are just Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, it's not like Spider-Man and Arachnoboy. Like, it's like, it's Spider-Man. Yeah, like, I, I don't think of him as Miles. Like, I think of him as Spider-Man. Yeah. Right, exactly. Which is not something unique in the superhero genre, but something that I don't think has crossed over into movies yet. Like, movies, we've gotten one version of a character. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to get it where we're bringing in two, which is also why I'm annoyed at And it won't even be Miles, because we're going to get Spider-Woman and uh, Madam Web. Yes, well, those are those are. Uh, I don't even movies. want to think about that. You were saying you're mad about. <laughs> I don't know what um, you were talking about. So. I'm not even mad about. Just disappointed that it's like Disney seems to be leaning into like we're gonna pull actors from older versions instead of like creating their own characters and stuff. I don't know. That's kind of boring to me. It's like we could have so many new stories, but nostalgia sells. It does. Unfortunately, remember the business of money. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like me and me and Joe were talking about this the other day because HBO tax rid off another movie um, oh yeah the john well, cena like, acme one yeah yeah and it's just we were like talking about that yeah it's like why if they're gonna do this why even like try to put effort into it like yeah for me it's the fact that like warner brothers in general will just announce and then cancel movies like within like six months like they announce warner brothers you say not lucasfilm <laughs> interesting well, both of them, but I'm just saying in terms of film, the one, the first one I thought of was Warner Brothers because you mentioned the Max thing. So I, I thought of like, you know, the fact they were like, we're doing a Wonder Twins movie. Just kidding. Psych. And, <laughs> and you're Discovery like, bought us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alex, what's been good in film for you? Funny enough, I, it might just be because we were talking about before this, but Barbie sticks out. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know if it, I mean, it probably didn't come out this year and we just saw it in theaters, but legit stop making sense i have been oh. i have been listening to so much of them of talking heads yeah <laughs> yeah so that was... i listened to them like the like the 50 minute car ride on the way here <laughs> and just, that's awesome it's just i keep like because i have no idea what you're oh talking so about. it's a concert film about uh the talking heads and they took like footage from you know they filmed like three different concerts or so and kind of spliced it all together. Okay. And I hadn't really listened to them before. I had heard like a song or two, but um, it's by Jonathan Demme. Who... I've done that with the Foo Fighters documentary that came out recently. Like I'm, I wasn't it was a Foo like... Fighters documentary. Yeah, it's called like Hotel Six 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 or something. Oh, oh that. Oh, well, that's just a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> well, a documentary, but well, but they play I, themselves, maybe, right? I don't know. Yeah, they do I, play themselves. But I, well, I didn't watch that movie. I've I've saw clips of something on TikTok. I guess it was a documentary. Maybe oh, after, okay. Maybe after um, 
Taylor Hawkins died yep, yeah. or something. Well, there's also but, one where they sit down, him, Chris Novoselic, and the producer from In Utero, and they sit down and they talk about Nirvana. That, that recently came I out. Know. I think that I might saw be something on TikTok that looked that, like yeah. a Foo Fighters documentary. Oh, okay. But I like got into the Foo Fighters because I never really listened to them before. With Stop Making Sense, what's interesting, Caleb was bringing it up, is that it's Jonathan Demme, the guy who did Silence of the Lambs. So like, it's a very good, steady hand behind the camera that I really love. But that was the movie that we watched that I, in my backpack the entire time I had VeggieTales cassette tapes uh, to give to my friends because later that night we recorded the commentary for Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> but I'm really... What a wild sequence of events. I know. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I wish... I wish I could give like an art house answer and I could like, I could just talk about how past lives is good or whatever, but there's only one movie that I've seen four times this year, three of those in theaters. And that's the Dungeons and Dragons I knew movie. You were say that Dungeons movie slaps hard. I love that movie. I was looking through my AMC list, uh, just fun. so I could remind myself of everything Same. I've seen. And I was like, you know, I can say Dungeons and Dragons, but I know Caleb's going <laughs> to, <Yeah. laughs> I, I get where, I get where you two are coming from Steven and Bryce. Cause like, it isn't groundbreaking in any sense. But it is, it's a really fun blockbuster. Chris Pine is a great lead. And if you play D&D, all the little like moments where the characters are acting stupid or like a plot point ends up going nowhere makes a ton of sense because that's how D&D stories go. And I prefer that style way more than if they had like had a scene where it's like, now we're going to cut to the real world and show the kids who are playing these characters or whatever. Yeah, it would be very easy to do that. I appreciated how much they leaned into it, but genuinely the only moment I can kind of remember is when Chris Pine just like starts glitching out while playing his little loot. Uh-huh. Like that part's great, but I-, I thought the movie was fine. It just, it didn't wow me and also like, in the same way that, like, when I watched the World of Warcraft movie, I'm sorry, just the Warcraft movie, and I watched it with two of my friends who loved World of Warcraft, and my only experience with World of Warcraft was, uh, you know, that one episode of South Park. I was really gonna funny. say, it um, better be that episode. Yeah, it's it just the episode of South Park is really funny, but than that, nothing. So I came out of the movie, and they were like, "Oh man, that was so much fun," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think it was." Very good. And they went, oh, it's not a good movie. What about you, Bryce? You caught me while I was eating this magnificent Bantha surprise. Well, I was going to... I was going to say, this is like the thing that I keep eating. <laughs> it's really good. Like, it's actually pretty solid. <laughs> the beef is very well seasoned. I'm sorry, the Bantha is very Thank well you. seasoned. Thank you. The Bantha is well cooked, too. Yeah. It's very yeah. tender. A white person sure didn't write this uh, cookbook, because this is very well seasoned. I was thinking listen, that when I was when I was tasting it. I was like, listen, huh. Caleb may be white, but he is non-practicing. <laughs> he's a non he's a non-practicing white guy. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this stew is definitely not that... under seasoned. Like it's, it's really good. I haven't gotten into the art house movies of this year yet, uh, mostly because you know I'm a full time uh, full time at work, and then I come home and I have my daughter. But you know, like the movies I've rated highest this year on Letterbox, I guess you know across the Spider Verse. Um, I really liked Oppenheimer, and uh, I really liked Mission Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get so to see good. it yet. Oh, I wanted to do a full rewatch of the series because I, I like doing that whenever I haven't seen all out. of them. Wait, but, really? Yeah, like, I've never oh, seen oh, the first one either. Like I've seen bits and pieces. Oh man, of, like, three is actually a, a good J.J. Abrams movie. The Fiat. I didn't even know he was involved in them. In three, choice. yeah. The Fiat chase in the middle of Dead Reckoning, so much fun. It yeah. was really like, fun. I was like, they can't top this. And then they have that finale, and I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> the <laughs> Uncharted train sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christopher McQuarrie was like, hold my beer. Yeah, dude, the, the one thing I will say, um, in terms of action movies, uh, speaking of the Blantons that we're, that we're drinking now, uh, John Wick 4, for me, was I like... I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen John Wick 4 yet? I haven't there yet. Dude, it's my favorite one of them. Like, it, it, it was such a... Good. It's the one I like. <laughs> really? That's my hot take, because I really don't like John Wick, but I watched John Wick 4 on a plane, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Which I kind of want to go back I and watch them now. I it came but... out. Like, I need to watch it now. Yeah, it genuinely was uh, one of those things I saw with my dad, and my dad doesn't see movies again. Like, when he sees a movie, usually he's good. Uh, he saw that movie, t- I think, two more times in the theater. Really? Yeah, wow. my dad never does that. Dang, like, that's, we loved it. That's I like 12 it. hours of watching John Wick 4. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love, and I loved it so much. The action was great. I think that that series in general kind of revitalized the action genre and to see it kind of be like, okay, like this is kind of our, 
our end for right now because they said they're like we're not going to focus on these movies for a minute so i know technically like because they're continuing the series there's a continental tv show there's a ballerina, ballerina yeah but yeah i'm i would be happy if this was the end of john wicks exactly this can be the last one it's totally fine but yeah. if you do more i'm interested because there are some characters in john wick 4 where i'm like they could have their own spinoff i mean dude donnie yen plays daredevil what more do i have to say like <laughs> i mean you could have just said donnie yen and not have been in yeah, fair. <laughs> donnie yen's amazing bryce when it comes to art house when it's time to catch up for you if that time comes i get it like life definitely gets in the way uh, a movie that kind of came and went really quick this year was uh how to blow up a pipeline definitely recommend that I've heard movie. good okay. things about that one. I wanted to check it out, but I just never yeah, got I'm, the chance. I've really gotten into Art House in the past couple of years. Like, The Sound of Metal might be one of my favorite so, movies oh. like, in general. Just because, like, as a drummer and as someone who has a lot of hearing problems, like, so relatable, kind of biased, but, like, also really, really love... Uh, how am I forgetting his name? Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Well, Riz Ahmed, I mean, you know, he's always one of those actors that for me, regardless of whatever he shows up in and regardless of how big or small his role is, he always tries. Like Nightcrawler, great example. But even Star Venom. Wars where it's like, oh God, uh, Venom he might was, be... He the... was good in Venom. Yeah, yeah, he was, he tried in Venom. Unlike Wait, a lot was of he in Venom? He was the other Venom. He was Riot. Yeah. He was the bad oh, guy oh, yeah. in the first one. Mm, I gotcha. forgot he was in it. He was the gray blob uh, that was fighting the black blob in the end of the movie, and then uh, blobs attacked. I won't lie, I forgot about Gray Venom. Yeah, I remember a lot of things from that movie. One, the villain is not it. To... Yeah, I was gonna say he was great in Rogue One, especially Bodhi. with I the Bugalit. <laughs> the Bugalit. I don't think is there. We're not gonna get a Star Wars movie next year, are we? We're not getting a I don't Star think Wars so. movie. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> Bryce? You had a great quote to me one time that when like I was talking to you over the phone one time and we were kind of talking about like, oh man, are you excited? You know about some of the movies they announced because you know the James Mangold movie they announced uh, the new Jedi Order one. And they like, announced Star Wars movies. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing: <laughs> you said to me, you were like, no, I don't care, and I was like, what? And then you were like, I don't believe that it's happening until I see a trailer, <laughs> even if. <laughs> I see a trailer until I'm sitting in the that seat. Is, yeah, honestly. Can you imagine with if a ticket Disney in my started hand, canceling Star Wars it. for tax write-offs? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was me. The riots that would happen. Absolutely. <laughs> Set aside how the movie actually turned out. I was very excited for the new Mutants movie when it kept getting delayed. Um, and I was like... <laughs> I was very excited for it, too. I was half convinced that like we'd be halfway through watching it, and then someone from Disney would come in and be like, sorry, <laughs> you're going to have to come back here in two months to finish the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might happen if it was Star Deadpool <laughs> then that definitely would have happened you see you see Deadpool hanging on a hanging on like a string on the uh, because screen because Disney hang in there baby <laughs> <laughs> but what would be your like ideal Star Wars project moving forward a live action Ahsoka series <laughs> um maybe because Re Rebels season 5 sure was great <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know like because I've gotten what I've wanted out of Star Wars, like the first, the six movies, like, and the uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels, like everything in that era. I mean, obviously, the point of this show is to love and appreciate Star Wars and to you know speculate and be excited about new content. But I wouldn't mind if we just didn't have any Star Wars anymore. Like, I think that's a fair yeah. place to be because, like. That's where we were for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and, think and it about made it, it sweeter. Like I like listening to books. Yeah. Like I've uh, the Obi Wan and Qui Gon book. I think it's called Master and Apprentice. Yeah. Really good. Like, I've heard good things. About I, I like oh, the yeah. I like the Ahsoka book. Like I've bought that book. I just haven't read it yet. It's good. Um, yeah, I I'm good with. Well, at least right now, I've gotten my fill of Star Wars. Like, I think that's a very healthy place to be. Like I love. Back to the Future, just as much as I love Star Wars, there's only three movies. Like, And a musical. I saw a musical. We don't talk about that. And the I disagree. It was amazing. <laughs> and I give it three Actually, days. Actually, it wasn't. It was all right. <laughs> but... I give it three days after Robert Zemeckis dies, the fourth movie will be announced. <laughs> oh, God. I think you're right. Well, I think, too, that... um. At what you're talking about with Star Wars in terms of being like... I, you're kind of talking about, too, I think, maybe just being a bit burnt out. With it, because it's just like, guys, it's not... I don't know about anything. that. 
Okay, I didn't know if Burnout was... Maybe maybe Burnout with, like, new releases, but... Yeah. Like, but I still keep up with it, you know? So I'm, I'm in a weird place. I think it's a good place to be in, though, because, like, you're not, like... You having a good day doesn't hinge on the next Star Wars show being good. <laughs> oh. So Man, there was a point <laughs> in my life. In life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you have different priorities than anything else is like kind of if it works, it works. And that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Um that is what's weird because it's like we we have this show and we talk about Star Wars, but I don't know. I don't pay attention to anything they put out that's new. <laughs> well, I, I think too what's funny is comparatively, you know, like let's let's look at it like this. When we you know, we're all kids and like Revenge of the Sith came out and then like we were like, oh, it's done. I feel like all of us collectively were like Star Wars is done. Like, yeah, the Clone Wars show still happened, like which is fine. But it's like the things you get out of Star Wars from that point on felt like different. Because like I think about like Force Awakens. Sorry, not Force Awakens. Force like the Force Unleashed video game. I think about some of the other video games that were like launched during that time. I think about um like the series that they did or like books or things like that and it kind of it the original trilogy kind of ended like that too because like for years and years and years it was just books and extensions of these characters and maybe a show here or there like a reference or a comic but like it wasn't publicized to be like this is the definitive next step for the characters and this is the brand moving forward. It was like, it was still kind of in your hands is what it yeah. felt like, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Like, I don't need Star Wars to be Marvel. Like, no. I, I need Star Wars. Uh, and I say this as someone whose uh, favorite character is Ahsoka, who is a part of those original six movies. And like, I'll, I'll, I'll watch everything that comes out that Star Wars makes. I, and if it's good, that's awesome. Like I'll, attach onto that part but if they're not releasing anything good then i'm not like worried about it mm -hmm. i've yeah. got i've got what i like what about you alex where, where are you at with star wars new star wars i mean i'm pretty much in the same place i guess maybe when things come out it's like exciting but also i don't see everything that comes out so it really just depends on what i'm interested in what i'm not but yeah Something you do bring unique to the podcast, Bryce, is you are a family man. You're uh you're the family guy from the from the TV show. Oh yeah, show. I'm probably hey, the only. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the only person who has actually watched the uh, Young Jedi Adventures. <laughs> That's true. With we have not. <laughs> my daughter. Welcome loves back to the sneak. Show. The sneak topic for this episode. <laughs> that's that's what I was gonna ask. Is uh, how did you go about introducing? Star Wars uh, to your daughter. Oh, my daughter. Every, whenever Ahsoka was coming out every Tuesday, she's in there with us. And she's like, "Ooh, Star Aww. Wars!" Yeah. Like Aww. whenever, whenever the whenever the Pur girl came on string on a on screen, she was like, "Whales!" And I was, <laughs> and I was like, "They're space, oh, space whales. whales!" And she goes, "Ooh, space whales!" <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Heck yeah, let's raise the next generation to normalize space whale Because I think to us space it's a little too weird of a concept. <laughs> but we need to just make it a normal thing. I can't wait till I have a kid and introduce them to Star Wars. I don't know which, like... it's It's been the I joy of my life. I can't wait for my kids to not be interested in it. <laughs> you know, since I probably won't have kids, I have my cats. And what's really cool, though, is that... The and they're not whales. Star Wars. If I can be, no, for real, though, Scully love star wars every time i had rebels on during my like season one rewatch and there were ships mm. and stuff she'd be sitting on the couch right where you're sitting alex whoa right, right where here? you're sitting no way that's where history happened that's insane and she would look at the tv that's right there behind you caleb it's right there oh really steven you're it gonna is. you're gonna tell uh the audience of people listening I'm to pointing this podcast it out to you jackass oh no <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think they've lost the plot. <laughs> we're like but, we're like Star Wars. We're just getting caught in our own references uh, to old things. It's like no, poetry. It's confusing. So <laughs> my cats are the same way, but with Legend of Zelda. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it doesn't matter which game. If I'm playing Link's Awakening or like Tears of the Kingdom, very different styles of games. But They're like just they'll just it? yeah they'll just like stare at it like. Oh. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and like, I'm like, I'm like, y'all are into this more than I am. That's insane. <laughs> so, so Scully really likes Star Wars, and she really likes anime movies. We were watching Akira the other night, and Scully was just like fully into it. Mulder, when we when we had Mulder, he was really into whenever I would play Hades. He would be so up to the TV, and his paw would like hit my character sometimes. I'd be like, hey, 
Hey, Ron Zagreus, yeah. let's get going. Yeah, literally. <laughs> any, any, anything you want to leave our viewers or our listeners with, Bryce? Nah, I'm a recluse. Don't, <laughs> don't look me up on social media because I haven't used it in years. <laughs> I guess I could plug the band. Yeah, Fo- follow at Counterfeit Six One Five on the social medias. <laughs> If you want. If you want. <laughs> if you want. You know, sometimes we make music. Listen to our music. If you want. If you want. Like, <laughs> the dusk, also, the Dusk Before Dawn 10-year anniversary it will uh, be December 15th at Dark Matter. Uh, anybody oh, who right. wants to, a fun venue, yeah. Yeah, Let's anybody go. who wants to show up and show out. Yeah, that's yeah, 11 days from when this drops, so plenty of yep. time to go. Oh, also, and... happy birthday, Dad, because this drops on your birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Bryce's birthday, dad. Bryce's Merry dad. Birthday, Merry birthday, Miss Bryce, dad. Well, Bryce, thank you for coming on for a Thank you for having episode. me. <laughs> I, I like that not only you're willing to come on to the podcast, but when I told you we're going to eat rec- like food from the Star Wars Life Day cookbook, you weren't like, can I come on for another episode? You're like, okay, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I even said, do you need me to bring anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like a potluck kind of thing? Or? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if you guys uh, like Star Wars therapy, uh, then you can go online and rate us five stars on all the podcasting platforms. That helps us get up in the algorithm so other people can find us. There are a billion Star Wars podcasts, so please do your part into uh, making ours stand out. Um, and you can reach out to us at Star Wars Therapy Podcast at gmail.com. Steven, where can the good people find you? The good people, I think the great people, and also the difference with our podcast is that our podcast is fun. You right? heard it here, guys. None of the None other of the thousand other Star fun. Wars podcasts Mine's are fun. fun. We are fun. We have civil no discussions have about fun. Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> we have debates. Uh, you can find me at Stephen Weben. That is S-T-E-E-B-E-N-W-E-E-B-E-N. And you can find me at Stephen on YouTube, spelled exactly the way that I just spelled it. Alex, where can the good people find you? The... Where okay, can the great people, the just okay people, can find me at, <laughs> uh, at now you've alienated the just okay people. Yeah, yeah, they're just all right. At underscore Alex Bryson on Instagram and Twitter, or at uh, twitch.tv slash st3phe underscore. Do not forget the underscore. The underscore is important. The underscore is so important. So important. My life was not complete until I had the underscore. And the people, because I take all kinds, can find me at Caleb from the Real World on Instagram and YouTube. From there, you can find my litany of other podcasts. Hot Trash Unlimited. Go check out the Venom 2 episode with Bryce. Uh, it was Morbius. Oh, it was Morbius. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Otherwise known as Venom 3. <laughs> all the Sony movies blended my mind. Yep. I wish we had had you on for Venom 2. That was a much better movie. <laughs> Hot Trash Unlimited, All New 52, and The Snub Club. Oh, it's on me. Um, it's Morbin time and life. <laughs> you can find us here at Star Wars Therapy, where we talk about Star Wars and, and lice. lice. Did you say lice? lice? And I said Anne Bryce. So. <laughs> <laughs>